Welcome to STEAM State of Mind, your favorite source for all things STEAM education. STEAM State of Mind. This isn't just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's a state of mind, a different way to approach education in the classroom. STEAM State of Mind. Enjoy these conversations with educators, students, and community members as we explore what it means to be in a STEAM state of mind. Well, hi there, Byrne. I'm Carrie, and we are here with our STEAM State of Mind podcast here in Kettering, Ohio. Welcome. Hi, Carrie. This is Byrne, and I am really excited about today's podcast because it is something that is really an emphasis in STEAM education and really something that I'm very passionate about in integrating and any chance I can with all the elementary students in the district. So, well, let this me introduce our guests because we've got some great ones today. We've got Mindy McCarty-Stewart, Superintendent of the Kettering City Schools. Welcome, Mindy. And Dan Von Handorf, Assistant Superintendent of Teaching and Learning for the District. So great to have you both here to help us kind of talk through um, STEAM education and how it really integrates with um, our district's portrait of graduates. So welcome. Thank you for having us here. We're excited to talk about this topic. Yeah, it's it has this topic is something that um I believe that the teachers in this district if all are so supportive of it and this is something that they you know is really um gives them a vision and you know a concentration of what we are really trying to do in this district as a whole. And so um I think if we can go back in time like how in the world did this all start and what caused, what gave us, how did we get to having this great portrait of a graduate documentation? It's a great question. Uh, I, I was going to say, I'm definitely going to defer to Dan Von Handorf, our assistant superintendent of teaching and learning, who was here during that process. Yeah, that's a great question, Bern. Um, that started back way back in the 2016-17 school year. Uh, we were working on our strategic plan for the school district, and we were broken apart into different groups. And one of the groups that I was associated with was a portrait of a graduate group uh, where we had uh, people from the business community. We had parents, teachers, administrators, and we all came together and did a lot of activities about the future of education and what kids really needed to do and know to be successful after school. Um, and that work by that committee of people uh, generated this really cool thing called a portrait of a graduate for Kettering City Schools. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, we, that's kind of something that we all know, I mean, innately know what we mean by portrait of a graduate. But maybe for our audience, what does um, portrait of a graduate, or we like to call it, you know, the POG, what, what does that mean here in the Kettering City Schools? So that's a list of attributes that our community said they wanted our kids to graduate with from Kettering City Schools to be successful in life. So we did a lot of research on different businesses and industries. We actually surveyed our whole Kettering community to ask their feedback on those attributes and the attributes that rose to the top make up our portrait of a graduate or the portrait of what our community 
wants our graduates to look like uh, when they get that diploma and leave the Kettering City Schools. So I, I did. I jumped the gun, carry because, you know, I'm excited about this topic. And I'm like, hey, how did we come up with this? And we didn't really define what it is. That's okay. So, That's why I'm here. I know. Exactly. That's right. why we make such a good team here. <laughs> but, you know, um, and Dan or Mindy, can you guys um, explain or can you identify what the – it sounds like the whole community was involved in it. I remember being part of surveys and stuff like that back then um, and, you know, getting my input. So it sounds like we had a lot of voices that are involved in making this. It just wasn't, you know, hey, a couple of people sat down and or you Googled what makes up a portrait graduate, that type of thing. Um, it sounds like you got a lot of input. So what were the, because there's five components, what are the five components that um, you guys decided was that rose to the top, like you said? Yeah, I think it's really important. I'm going to reemphasize that those are the attributes that our community decided on. So we did That's a lot cool. of research. Uh, there were eight to 10 that we were considering. Uh, we did survey our entire community, not just the school community, the Kettering uh, city community, and those were the attributes. So they are engaged collaborator, lifelong learner, critical thinker, thoughtful communicator, and global citizen. Those were the five attributes that, um, and they helped define those attributes that if a student from Kettering City Schools graduated and they had those five attributes, they'd be successful in whatever they chose to do in life. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, I think that we have identified being able to identify because I hear people, you know, I'm out in the, you know, in the business world and I'm talking to our business partners and stuff like that. And, and one of the things that they say the most is that, you know, we want students, we want to hire people who have those attributes, those portraits that you just identified. You know, that is probably their number one, um, emphasis that they want these kids to come out of. They don't want to have somebody who can't critically think or know how to approach a problem and that type of thing. I think it's awesome that the community was so involved in it. Absolutely. It, it, it definitely is um, something that, you know, that we talked to our community about. And, and I think that's so important because, um, you know, your, your public schools belong to your community and, and our kids um, and who they become and, and um, what they get as students here in the Kettering Schools um, is so important to um, everybody out in the community because it's the community support that makes that possible. So absolutely, um, community input is important. What is also important, I mean, the portrait of a graduate, obviously our kids graduate from Fairmont High School as 12th graders. Um, they, they, a lot of them start here in Kettering as preschoolers. So they, um, you know, the, the foundational preschool, then elementary school, then middle school to get to high school. So, um, you know, there's steps along the way. And Mindy, I know when you started the school year, you talked about, um, the goals of the district and how those goals feed into that portrait of a graduate and, um, you know, take our kids from preschool to hopefully graduating Firebirds as 12th graders. Talk a little bit about those goals, and then we'll talk how those kind of feed into that overall portrait of a graduate. Yeah, that's exciting. So as a my second year going into my superintendency here at Kettering, in my first year, I spent a lot of time doing some listening sessions 
with lots of different stakeholders. And really, were, I was able to hone in on um, three key areas that we needed to make sure that we were focused in on, and that is quality learning, safety and wellness, and climate and culture. I also made sure that those aligned perfectly with our strategic plan in the portrait of a graduate. And also in my studies, as I was looking at um, the district, and uh, one of the big pieces that appealed to me among many reasons why I was really was so interested in being a part of the Kettering City School System, really is honed in on this portrait of a graduate because it transcends everything that we do. And it connects everything that we do. And so I really can commend this community for really establishing these as really important things that we keep focused in on. And in order to accomplish these things, we have to have quality learning for our students. They have to have that quality learning in a safe environment that promotes safety and wellness so that we can be in our best of our learning brains. And it has to be in a climate and culture of positivity. So those three things really need to coexist for us to get the best out of a of, of portrait of a graduate here at Kettering City Schools. And one thing that I've, I've done with here with Dan and uh, Ken Miller, our other assistant superintendent, is we have made a priority to visit and be immersed in classrooms um, throughout our 12 buildings. We make that a priority. We go and we visit, we observe, we engage, we talk to students, we talk to staff. And again, when I say transcend from a preschool classroom hmm. to a, a senior classroom, these, these attributes are being supported and reinforced because it doesn't matter the content that you're, that you're learning, it doesn't matter the age, but it's so important that, again, that we're being lifelong learners, engaged collaborators, global citizens, thoughtful communicators, and critical thinkers. And you see that every day in our daily, and it's not just even in the classroom. It's in, it's in our PE class, our music, our extracurricular activities. It's everywhere that we go, and that is what also we know are going to be the attributes for successful adults. My work across the state and in, in, in anything that I've done in education, and I've served on multiple different career advisory committees, these are definitely those attributes and soft skills that our future employees want out of our future students. And so it all connects and um, puts together and pulls us together. And I'm very excited about how this flows. One of the things that, as we also talked about those three three key area focused areas, quality learning, safety and wellness, climate and culture, I've put this in this graphic. And I know in a podcast it's really hard because I can't show you the graphic. But in that graphic is this continuous circle. And the continuous circle because, is because it can't just start at the top with your board of education or even your superintendent. It is... It's got to be that constant flow of your community, your parents, your teachers, your bus drivers, your um, educators, all in your students, a flow of communication. How are we doing on these goals? Are we targeted? Are we veering off of what is our focus here at Kettering and keeping us together on that, getting feedback, pushing in feedback, and making sure that our resources and support are aligned to, to meet these 
these these goals and with these attributes. Yeah, so you are really um, answering, you know, um, a lot of our questions. And one is like, you know, well, why is this an important part? You know, why do we want, you know, is this something that we created and it's sitting on a desktop or something collecting dust in a binder or something? And you really answered the question. It's not. It is really um, part of preschool through however we even go beyond 12th grade in Kettering. Um that and it's being um, engaging. It's it's part of that ties a lot of our um, different components of our educational system here in Kettering. It kind of ties it and bonds it together. This mm-hmm. document right in front of us, and this is what we all work and strive for because this is what we want our you know our end result. You know, if you say a product, I hate to call it that, but you know this we these are the th- elements of the product that we want to you know, um, send out into the workforce. Right. It's, we live and breathe it. It is not sitting on a shelf. Yes. We live and breathe it. In fact, this morning we were in a kindergarten classroom and there are stations. There were stations that were allowing the teacher to meet the individual needs of students while students were practicing skills and becoming engaged collaborators and being thoughtful communicators. They were sitting down with these math games that again I the content in terms of kindergarten and it's still we're still only in September was pretty amazing so the <laughs> rigor is there but also with that where I thought okay here are three kindergarten students it's September they probably are not going to be able to do this math game without a little bit of help and support. And I was very mistaken to that. (laughs) They were able to engage, collaborate, cooperate within that. And they looked at me and were able to explain this this game, this concept, the turn-taking that it took, the patience that it took. And so it was impressive. And I know it's a very small example, but we see it each and every day in all the little things that we do. And, you know, um, Bern, uh, when Bern and I are, are doing these podcasts, you know, Steam State of Mind is the, the title of the podcast, obviously. Um, the, and, and we're constantly referring to those traits that are part of our portrait of a graduate because they so very much represent what STEAM education is all about and why um, it really is easy to um, make STEAM education a part of of what's happening in our classrooms every day. Maybe address a little bit how um, these traits really tie in with STEAM education. We, um, We... we feel that STEAM education is really important here in Kettering. Sitting across from me is our STEAM integration coach. We we have somebody here, you know, that that we say it, it's important enough to have that position so we have somebody to guide our teachers in, in providing great STEAM education to our students. How does that tie in with these traits in our portrait of a graduate? Well, STEAM is something near and dear to my heart as a former chemistry teacher. <laughs> uh, so the science part uh, particularly, but... I just love how Byrne has done an amazing job of weaving STEAM not into individual subjects, but being a state of mind. And you just can't do STEAM without being an engaged collaborator. You cannot do STEAM without being a critical thinker. And so he takes these attributes, and when he goes and works with teachers and goes and works in classrooms with kids, he weaves them in just like... um, in English class, when our elementary students are doing their ELA curriculum wonders, they're also working on science. 
they're also working on math. He is just masterful at creating fun, exciting, engaging projects for kids to work on um, that encompass all those things. But going back to the glue that keeps it all together, kids have to be really good communicators with each other. They have to know how to collaborate. Uh, They have to know how to be critical thinkers Um, and global citizens. They have to get along with each other. So (laughs) the example that Mindy gave with the kindergartners, that truly was amazing this morning. Uh, They did a great job of talking to each other, taking turns, being good citizens, and you can't do STEAM without these attributes and you can't do these attributes without the concepts that Burn works with them uh, on this STEAM integration. So it really is tightly woven together. And Burn does a great job of doing yeah. that. Well, and, and it's so much fun. Like you guys talking about the kindergartner kids. I mean, it happens in preschool. I see it all through the elementary. Um, and I'm sure it's in the other ones, but that's what I work with is the elementary. Um, but, you know, with, um, you know, just talking about, all of these, you know, all these different portraits that we emphasize, those five portraits, um, you know, it, it's it's good problem solving. It's the way to go through the engineering design process. It's the way to, you know, come up with um, ways of solving real life, real world problems. And, and, you know, we, when the kids learn how to collaborate and how to communicate and how to be a lifelong learner and willingness to go out to be a lifelong learner, you know, all of these things, um, you know, that is what we want these kids to do. And through steam, we're able to easily integrate that, like you're saying into that, Dan. So, you know, like we're talking about the lifelong learner, just, just a couple of hours ago, I don't know what time it is, but anyways, I was with a fourth grade (laughs) class and um, they're assigning each other homework because they're doing this long-term project. And so they're like, okay, so tonight you look this up and see whatever, and you bring this to school tomorrow so we can use that. And you, and they're giving each other homework. They are so engaged and they want to keep learning, not just here at school. They want to keep, they have that motivation to learn. And, you know, that's just exactly what we want you know, and goes right with the portrait of a graduate. It's exciting. It's so much fun to see. Mm-hmm. So, Dan and, and Mindy, how how do we kind of um, how do we gauge whether we're on the right track? With I mean, our, our community told us what they feel the traits are that our graduates need. Um, we, I think, we think. You know, after five or six years of of concentrating on these traits and and working with our students, that they're the right way to go. Is there a way that we measure that these are what um, kids in the twenty first century need when they leave high school and you know go on to careers or to college or to jobs or the military? Do we do we measure that in any way? Do we look at whether that's really being effective with our kids? Well, I think a couple of things come to mind when you ask that question. Uh, one is our own staff. So we are a business. We hire uh, people to come in. And these attributes that are in our portrait of a graduate, they're also attributes that you absolutely have to be a master of to be a really good teacher, to be a really good administrator. And so, for example, lifelong learner, uh, to be a great teacher or a great administrator, you absolutely have to embrace the concept of being a lifelong learner. 
you absolutely have to be a great communicator. Um, and so that's, that's one measurement is we look for these attributes in the college graduates that we hire or in the staff that we hire. And then I think another measure is just how much that's been embraced by our teachers. Uh, one of my very favorite things to do at board meetings is to present kids who get nominated uh, by uh, their teachers and their schools. Every school we start um, in October, um, teachers nominate kids for um, that award in their school. So they get certificates in their school. And then each school nominates one student to be recognized at the board meeting. Um, And it's just a special night to have 11 families come and 11 kids come and our board recognize them. Last year, we had over 1,300 nominees for that award. And that that's, it just grows every year. We have more and more nominating. So our teachers are embracing that. Our families really appreciate the recognition. So it's the best attended board meeting that we have yeah. every month. It absolutely is. Absolutely is. Just or the a great most night. Positive yeah. Attendance. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those two things come to mind when sure. you ask that question. I know when you, you think of our, our state report card, and at some point that prepared for success indicator will be in there. And I think that that is a small piece, but it's so limiting because as, as, as listening to Dan, it's very anecdotal at times, but there are so many examples, and it certainly is. Our, our goal is, can we, are we preparing them for the career and workforce? And right. so that, that's, that sort of post-secondary, what is happening there and, and looking at that, making sure that our students are on these pathways. We're doing a lot of, of work right now with creating uh, career pathways, uh, making sure that students are able to examine um, what, their, you know, what their skill level will be, what their interest levels are. And so those will be other ways that we're working on honing in on being able to measure it with data, but also anecdotally, that's very important. And oftentimes, too, it's the product and the outcomes. Just from the example, as we were talking as we before we started the podcast, we know that this podcast was put together and helped by the design of the, the logo, uh, the STEAM State of Mind logo, and, and the, and the behind-the-scenes are our students so that are able to absolutely produce product, create something mm-hmm. from scratch. And we have multiple examples of our students doing that every day. You know, when they have the opportunity to present, to create, to think of a new idea, a new concept. And so I know our teachers are certainly measuring that. And we want to make sure that we're giving them the right support and professional development so that they are providing those experiences that students can do that design process, can learn from from failures, mistakes, and, yeah. and how do we how do we take critical feedback and, and make it make it even a little bit better? And how do we how do we handle that when we struggle? Um, so those are again just as important skills through this process because oftentimes when you get to that really high level thinking of being able to create and innovate. Often time comes from real frustrations. Right. So we're we're also very, <laughs> very, very intentionally creating those those coping skills of how they do that and how to chunk that so that they're prepared for that. Yeah, I mean every every day I tell the students it's okay to be frustrated. And if you're not frustrated, you're probably not being highly engaged because that's when we know 
we are really critically thinking when we're really being involved in and we're pushing our you know ourselves to do more and but it's what you do with it you know what do you do with that emotion what do you do with that frustration and it's okay to fail it is absolutely okay to fail it's just your first attempt in learning and uh, you know what do you do with that failure and so these the portrait graduate those different coat, you know, knowing that you're a lifelong learner, that you're going to make mistakes and you're going to be critically thinking through process and you're going to go through the emotions of frustrations or whatever, that it's all okay if we help the kids to understand how, what we do with it after, you know, when you're frustrated, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You know, cause you're going to get frustrated. It's natural, you know? Um, and so I think it's really a big part of what we do with the steam state of mind is having the kids learn from failure and learn from, you know, making mistakes and that type of thing and what you do with it and being that engaged collaborator. Sometimes we can help each other get through our frustration and, you know, help each other through things and stuff. So, I mean, it's really a compliment of what we're, you know, um, everything that we're doing in Kettering can really go into this portrait of graduate. That's just my opinion. And I love it because I see it across the whole district. Well, and Mindy, you opened the door to the report card discussion. And so we would be remiss if we didn't give Kettering a shout out with our state report card this year. And, and our portrait of a graduate, those are attributes and traits that we are trying to instill in every single child in Kettering, no matter um, who they are, where they come from. And, um, you know, our, our five stars in, in gap closing on our report card is something to be yes. proud of and feeds into that. And, and maybe Dan just remind our, our audience what that means. And, and you know, that, that, that portrait of a graduate that that's kind of the, the gold star for, for every child in Kettering. And, and we take pride in making sure that we get every child there. Yeah. I think the report card, it is one important piece to measure how we're doing, how we're impacting kids. Um, the, the shining star for our report card is that gap closing. So that's a measure of how all of your students are doing and are uh, your subgroups of students, are they catching up? Are they growing as fast or faster than all of your student population? So you know, we say we are firebirds. We are all firebirds. We care about each and every kid, and we want to make sure they're all learning and growing. So all of our kids uh, in the value-added progress component grew more than a year. So more than the average Ohio uh, school student, they grew faster and more. All of our kids did that, but we're especially proud that even uh, our different student populations, they're all closing the gap as well. So they're learning faster. So there's a lot to be proud of. And again, I want to go back to those attributes. Our teachers could not do that work and our students could not do that amazing work if they weren't buying into being lifelong learners and critical thinkers and being able to make mistakes and learn from that. That's really how you accelerate learning by everybody embracing those attributes. And I think our report card is evidence that they are doing that. We're super proud of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and just, um, yeah, the report card is extremely important. I, I completely agree. But that is like what Dan was saying. It's like it's it's one attribute. It's one part of the puzzle. 
you know, where the portrait of graduate too is another measure of success. And that measure of success when you can see students growing in those areas, you know, maybe we can't, maybe we don't have a test to test it, you know what I mean, or whatever. But we're definitely seeing the progress. And what was um, interesting, just thought about when you guys were talking a little bit ago, um, just a couple of days ago, I was working with students and one of the students, I heard him um, tell another student, it's like, are you being a thoughtful communicator? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you know, they're actually using the words because no, they weren't being a thoughtful communicator and how they were doing, it. but they were using, they're you calling know, them out, huh? these were third graders <laughs> using, you know, that those words where are you being a thoughtful communicator instead of like pinpointing different things or are you, they were able to use the right vocabulary, you know, and they had a discussion about it and the kid was like, okay, yeah, all right. You know, and they worked it through. But um, so we know it's making an impact on these kids. Yeah, we and that's know the buy-in. I think that Dan was talking about, you know, students, staff, the community. It, it's, it's a pretty neat thing. I know that 2024, I can't believe that already it's towards the end of the that um, our strategic plan. So what is the future of the Portrait of Graduate? Well, we um, one of the things that we've had a conversation is that Kettering, the city themselves, is for the first time in a very long time, they're going through a strategic planning process, and we're very excited about that. So we've been strategically ourselves, we want to allow that that process to unfold because I think it can help inform even the school district and garner some information and insight into what will, what will come out with the, the actual Kettering community's strategic plan and then how we can take what we've had going here and then and move that process forward. And so when, when Dan was talking about when this was developed, this is also very relevant here in 2023. And mm-hmm. so again, we're, we're not losing that momentum, but we are looking forward to that opportunity to go through more of an extensive process to, to get more feedback, to see where, where we're at and where the community would, might be. And so I would say in the next year to be looking for something of a process that we can engage our community to, to assess where we're at and where we're going and where we're uh, need to be in the future. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because, you know, this is a living document. This is something that we continuously are reviewing and looking at. And what's so cool, because um, I heard you talk about this the other day, is that, you know, we are, you're purposefully, um, intentionally, you know, making sure that the community is part of this all again. And what they're coming, you know, like it's, you know, we're not having like the city of Kettering, the government and all this in one category and the schools and another separate entities. You guys are constantly working together. And that was evident in 2016 when you guys started all of this, you know, with the Porto graduate and it's still alive and well today, that great partnership between the community, the businesses and the schools and Kettering. We're very lucky here that we have such a great um, culture of people and willingness to do what's best for the community and for our learners. Good collaboration there, yep. for sure. Great. Yep. 
Any other questions? Okay. No, I'm sorry I didn't realize. I no, just that's, wanted that to was, bring that up. That was that a, a great yeah. question. I'm glad you I'm glad you snuck that one in. That <laughs> was a great question. Am, am, am I am I allowed to ask a question of this this group here? Sure. sure. I would love to hear what it is because Dan had referenced that we have to model the portrait of a graduate. Would anybody like to share what they've done to demonstrate them being lifelong learners? Any, any thoughts about what you all have recently been doing that's made yourself stretch your own thinking? Put yourself into that, that as you described, burn, where your, your, your brain is, is learning something new. Uh, I mean, if you, if you would have followed me the past two days, you'd be like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, because I did, so this just past two days, I mean, um, I'm constantly trying to find um, the best way to serve the teachers and the students in this district, and not just in this district, but how whoever I can help. Because we're all in this educational system of being a lifelong learner. We're all in it together, no matter where you are. And so um, so yesterday morning, I was at the um, down at the Dayton Regional STEM Center, and we had, there were a group of administrators and um uh, coaches and stuff talking about how can we improve the professional development for educators in this re- Dayton region in the STEM fellowship program. And it was a great collaboration. Like what you're talking about in this portrait of a graduate was definitely demonstrated and being thoughtful communicators and critical thinkers and different things where we were trying to come up with the best way to revamp what they call the STEM fellowship program, which is an amazing program. But we got together and I like I was writing down these different ideas like, oh, we could use this in Kettering. We could possibly revamp this in Kettering. But, you know, so that's a way of learning. And then I participated in the um in a workshop with some fourth grade teachers where they're working the, after that meeting, I went then to Sinclair community college where we were working on personalized learning techniques and different ways. And one of the things that Kettering was working on, and then the pandemic hit, um, a big emphasis was the flexible seating and the flexible arrangement of, and how that engages the mind and how that is, you know, the purpose of it and the reasoning behind it and the why and that type of thing. And man, the teachers in that um, cohort was just like, we were on fire, you know, so we came up with, um, (laughs) we were calling it, we were the firebird nest and the firebird this and everything. And it's restaging the whole classroom, the flock of firebirds, we called it. Um, And so then you know, after that, I participated in last evening. I was participating in a SECO conference um, where it was like online and we're able to communicate with that. We also had our meeting that we talked about the workforce, and I was listening to all these different ideas with Kettering doing. This morning, I was at Butler um, Natural Science. Um, place their tech program down there and listening to how they're integrating their CTC program that we have, like what they have with their elementary. And I was learning from them how they're doing that there. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I probably went way too far what you're asking, but You've those are busy. just my last two days. Yes. <laughs> So Carrie, well, your you're turn. lifelong learning for all of us. So I just sit here, and then when we're finished here, I'll spend 15 minutes talking with Bern, and he'll enlighten me on all this stuff that he's learned. <laughs> so, no, I, I feel like um, in 
in my job, if nothing else, um, I feel like you have to be a lifelong learner because just the the field of communications, how you communicate, how people get their information, that changes daily. I mean, I think about when I started this job and where I am today, and I, I never in a million years would I have thought that we would be doing the things we're doing to communicate and get information out to people. And and the, the want and the need to communicate is, is greater now than it's ever been. Um, there's an expectation for that. And so um, I, I try to um, collaborate with my colleagues across the state. I'm in a state organization that um, provides professional development opportunities for us because um, I can learn so much from the other people around me and what they're doing and what works for them. Um, so that, to me, um, is really important in my job and um kind of for my psyche is to to stay connected with those people that um, are forever learning and sharing what they're learning and how they're using those different ways of communicating with their public. So um, that's one way that I'm trying to be a lifelong learner. Well, and I, I also, um, I think even the Portugal graduate has opened this up too with this, with everybody that we're all in this together. So like the things that I you know, just participate in, and the things that you participate in, like, I can't wait to share, you know, like, okay, you know, let's bring this to other people. And, you know, um, you know, so, so they're learning sure. too. like the, my experiences I can share, the like what train, you just the trainer said. model. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. And so that's, what's really cool. And Kettering, um, what I find the high majority of everybody, they want to learn and they want to hear, and share different ideas and collaborate how we can make these ideas work here. Or maybe we don't, it's like, nope, that's not a good fit, whatever. But I love how we do that here. We're a team. That's great. Like I'll give a, a very recent nuts and bolts example. Uh, we had a training last week where everybody during the training had to sit in a circle with no desks, just chairs. So the entire day, <laughs> We were facing each other, and there was nothing to put your coffee on, nothing to put your laptop on, and it really uh, made everyone feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. But it also really made it personal and conversational, and so I got through that day with a bit of discomfort, um, <laughs> but I learned a lot. There were some great benefits to doing a meeting or training that way. And so then I was asked by actually somebody in this room to lead a training uh, in a circle. And so I got to use that skill that I learned or that technique that I learned the week before. I had to read a lot about it, the theory behind that and what you should or shouldn't do uh, in that. But uh, we had that uh, district training yesterday and it went really, really well. We had some great conversation uh, and I think it it served its purpose where we got to connect with people during that training that you just wouldn't be able to do if you had desks and chairs and barriers between people. And so that's a, a good example of being uncomfortable, uh, maybe making some mistakes and learning, and then using that in a different way. Uh, that's a new technique that I learned how to do 
and applied that to my job. So, well, and what I love about that too is that you were willing to take the risk to fail because that could end up being a complete disaster. I'm very, <laughs> very easily could have, yeah. But you you took the risk and you did it, you know, and it and it turned out to be successful. So. I think that's great when, you know, adults can model this for our kids and being willing to take these risks of new doing, trying new things and, you know, going with it because we can, we can get in ruts sometimes. And, you know, it's good that whoever encouraged you to, to do that, that's a very good thing too. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you, Mindy, are you going to share Did you your, ask your, are you asking yourself? yourself? Oh, Same well, okay. Here. Well, thank you for turning that back on me. <laughs> um <laughs> So I recently um, started doing my practices for dancing with the Kettering Stars. I I am a celebrity dancer. This is to help the Kettering Police Foundation, so it is a wonderful cause. This is completely out of my comfort zone. I can really relate to Dan. Uh, So, and I was in a third third grade classroom, music classroom at Orchard Park, last week, and they were learning some steps, some dance steps for rhythm. So I participated with them, and then I shared with them what I was doing and how nervous I was about that. And um, the teacher had taught her students that to share with me, so I learned from the students, it's not hard, it's just new. So I started doing these dancing moves, and I, I, I would much rather take an educational book and dissect it or talk about content or curriculum mapping or even budgets and, yeah. and things of that nature. Um, so I certainly am embracing that art part and my brain is having to work different in a different way. So it's that struggle, but the reward and certainly for a great cause. So that is is definitely me being a lifelong learner, something I never thought I would be doing. Saturday, November 4th. The Kettering Police Foundation's Dancing with the Kettering Stars. Watch for your tickets and support our own Mindy McCarty-Stewart. That was a great community relations person right there. Thank you, Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Yes. That was a great question provided by Mindy. So I'm going to save my question, or actually it's Terry's question. I'm going to save that for next time. You know what? That's a good idea. How's that sound? Mindy did a great... She did. That was wonderful. Yes. That was wonderful. So thanks again, Mindy and Dan, for joining us. Thank you. And a lot thank of great you, conversation. For leading us and doing a great job. Hey, Burn. Always a, always a pleasure to spend some time with you. It's a lot of fun. Till next time, this is the Steam State of Mind. 